Hi, welcome to Wired Souls, where we discuss about the intersection between art and tech. My name is Miguel, musician, and also have a big passion for communication and tech. My colleague Joe, entrepreneur in the tech industry and ex-venture capitalist. And finally, Fel, digital artist and mad hacker scientist. We're here to guide you through the ever-changing waves of how creators make amazing art through technology. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to Wired Souls, everybody. How are you guys doing today? Doing well, doing well. A lot has happened since the last time we were in the, in the studio for, for Wired Souls, I feel like. It's yeah, been, well. It's been two weeks now. Some, yeah, some good and bad things. I think you had some issues at your place. With yeah, like yeah. Flooding. Yeah, some water damage at my place. It's a mess, but uh, gotta live with it. It, it. it allowed us to find this new place. For yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there's, there's lights and everything. Yeah, cool studio. Um, How are yeah. you doing, Joe? I'm good, I'm good. Um... Everything's going well. Went to jujitsu with the kids yesterday. Nice. Uh, it was a nightmare, man. They oh, were really? running all around, uh, but it's fine. You know, sometimes it works well, sometimes it's harder. Yesterday was definitely harder. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, other than that, uh, everything is cool. By the way, very inspiring post on LinkedIn. Yeah, I really man. I did yeah. my LinkedIn influencer. <laughs> uh, honestly, it was like a thought I had for a while. It's so, uh, so I was like, you know, that I think that was the network for this type of post. Uh, so mm -hmm. I went about it. Uh, perhaps even for audience, if, yeah. if, if they want to know about it. Uh, I made a post on LinkedIn, which was basically about um, trying. So I have three kids, uh, six, four, and one and a half. Uh, and the post was about trying to bring your kids in the different facets of your life. Instead of just taking your kids, you know, to parks and, and to play outside, you know, I bring them to work from time to time. We actually built a computer with the team a few weeks ago uh, to put in a, a brand new GPU that we bought. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I brought my older one so he could, he could you know, work with us on the computer. Uh, as you know very well, every time we have team events, you know, I bring them with us. Uh, I bring them to jujitsu, as I was actually saying. So the, the whole post was about, um, you know, bring your kids in your life, even if it makes you a little bit less productive, uh, because there's going to be like four key impacts. The, the first one, they all see the human behind the parent. So as a yeah. kid, you think your parent live for you. Now they see that you actually have a life. So that's good. Second one, uh, it allows you to build kind of a uh, intimate relationship with them. Uh, where you actually walk through problems with them. Uh, they see you also perform at something in which you're you know, actually good. So it changes their perspective on you. You're not just like a guardian. You're actually like a performing person in, in some, some aspects. So that's, that's great for credibility. And I think it's just you know, an amazing way to not always have to deal with the trade-off of, you know, I need to be with them or I need to actually work. Yeah. You can actually be with them at work. Your attention shifts, but it's not a binary choice. It's a linear one. You know, where mm -hmm. am I focusing right now? Uh, and it came from like personal memories as well. Mm -hmm. um, when I was a kid, uh, I worked, you know, all the time in my uncle's restaurant. Uh, my grandfather, you know, was, you know, brought me to do tasks and, and, and duties like all the time. And even when he worked, you know, he, he was a physiotherapist, so he had like a clinic, but he also, uh, you know, did uh, domicile. So he went like to people's place to check them up. So he was he would bring us with him all the time. And just seeing him, you know, talk to people the way he actually like behaved, mm -hmm. like this, like leaves a mark uh, in you. I recall once I came from, from Canada to, uh, to France, you know, for vacation when I was a child. So first off, he arrives like two hours late at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
he told he told the folks that were kind of watching us, oh, I had a flat tire. <laughs> But then in the car, I understand that he was actually at a bar mitzvah. <laughs> so, was partying? Yeah, he was like, you know, I couldn't uh, really miss it. <laughs> didn't find it like useful to let you know. Oh my God. Uh, and then he take me from the car and you know, you're jet lagged, right? Yeah. When you arrived. And he directly brought me to one new place that he bought to, uh, you know, where they see uh, a chainsaw to to basically cut off trees uh, <laughs> in front of the place that were basically in front of a very small lake. It was like a pretty nice place. So there was like a very small lake in front of, a, of that building. And he asked me, you know, to take the chainsaw and cut off the trees. So I was like on top of the tree holding with my foot with the chainsaw it was the first time in my life I was actually like cutting a tree with a chainsaw <laughs> and because the tree was arcing over the water I was like with this electrical mechanical dangerous thing <laughs> tired you know <laughs> coming back from the plane like going over over the thing to cut it off and as soon as the branches were coming down the tree was a kind of lighter so it would move up and down so oh I really God. had to like suck <laughs> it with my foot how were you? I was like 14 or something. And yeah. then he was like, hold on, hold on, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, what's this space? Work faster. We have stuff to do. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, I love him Powerful so much. Training. Yeah, but this is yeah. like, you you just love it, right? And then I come I come home, he makes me wash like his car, his, my grandmother's car. Like he was exploiting us, but <laughs> in, in a nice way because he was always there, right? Uh, mm-hmm. so it's just teaching the value of work, which was yeah. the name of the post, like teach the value of work. And, and the conclusion of the post was uh, work and working has grown kind of un- unpopular these days, you know, with the term of work alics and, and people, you know, you almost feel ashamed if, if you work late, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, and my post was, you know, uh, work is a wonderful thing, gives you pride, gives you opportunity, gives you shared memories if you do it well. Um, and I want my kids to know that. And that was kind of the conclusion. Very inspiring. <laughs> it's super inspiring, actually. Yeah. You know, I lived my childhood with, with my, my parents and like uh, now it's now it's done and I have like the, these memories. And some of the best ones are actually when I used to go on movie sets with my dad and I oh, you know, wow. discovered yeah. the photographer, the still photographer that, you know, everyone knows on movie sets. You know, he talks to everyone, talks to the, the actors, to the producers and you go around with him and you see like, well, first of all, the movie set is pretty impressive at Mel's in Montreal, but just that experience it has left, you know, a, a big mark on me and like in what I do now and what I, I did for work for, for a few years. So, yeah, coming like out of, of childhood and, and teenage years, like I really value these, uh, how, these, these memories. How often did that happen? Uh, I think I went uh, three or four times, so it was pretty occasional. It wasn't like a every week or you know when stars align and it was possible to to bring your child because i i went there with my my brother so you have like a um um, a few rituals i find i I mean i mean obviously i don't know like your personal life in 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 great details but uh i see you often do like you know skiing with your dad and Mm -hmm. uh, and brothers um then you have like you and all your brothers have a passion for photography. <laughs> yeah. it, it seems yeah. like this uh, this really transpired, you know, his yeah. passion into kind of yeah. how you and your family. Yeah, I think that was my my parents' parenting style, just to like make us try anything that would come come our way, you know, even if it's sports or arts. And I think that's what allowed me to really find what I want to do in life. Like it's mm-hmm. just trying all these things, even though it's. You know, it could be the same thing as my dad's with, with photography, but you know that 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 got me into digital digital art and 
do a lot of other stuff that I wouldn't have tried if it wasn't for for these experiences. So nice, so nice. Mm-hmm. Parents have an impact. Are so you much. are your parents like artists? Uh, my dad is an artist. Yeah. He's a musician, right? And yeah, he's a musician. He's also he does like uh, these spiritual instruments, <laughs> similar like to like the uh, handpans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's so cool. Like I grew up seeing him doing that, and what's super interesting is that he learns by himself, and he gave that to us. So we were able like to pick up an instrument and just like learn by ourselves. It's such a beautiful like a uh, thing when we're all together. Like we have dinner gathering and family gathering. We we play music all together and everybody improvises. So nice. It's so crazy. Like the impact parents actually have. I think about that a lot mm-hmm. as a parent. Yeah. Um, and I had like a thought lately, which was, you know, obviously there's your baseline. You know, you know when you're doing well with your kids, like you're patient, you're creative in the games that you do. You're like, yeah, today's a good day. You know, the, the vibe is going well. They're actually listening. And you also have harder days, right, where you would like to be more patient, but inside you, they're kind of tired or pissing you off and something. And and you hold yourself, um, I mean, you're very sensitive to how you operate versus the baseline, at least for me. So if I'm doing well, I'm very happy. If I'm doing, you know, less well, then I feel bad about myself. And I just, you know, I'm looking forward for the next day to kind of be better. Uh, and I, I had this thought, which was, well, actually, I am pretty much the only one really seeing this difference because in the aggregate if you if you compare a day of me with my kids and of someone else with their kids regardless of how close or far to my good baseline i am i'm still operating in a very kind of unique personal kind of area which is a day with joe basically so i guess my, my only point was if you're doing well overall you're doing well like regardless of if you're doing well regardless compared to your baseline or underneath like you're doing a very good job and, and it's fine um so i guess my brother point it's kind of hard to express i'm not sure if i'm if i'm if i'm being clear it's it's not the day-to-day variation it's it's actually how your style is actually shaping up in the longer term that actually matters And you shouldn't be too harsh on yourself for those small variations because at the end of the day, the overall kind of experience all sits within kind of a cluster in a, in a bucket. And this is, yeah, what matters is is where all those points at the end of the year kind of aggregates, not mm-hmm. each single point. So it's, it's kind of taking a step back on all the small things you're doing well or bad mm-hmm. and kind of allowing yourself to see things in a broader kind of uh, macro view of how you're being as a parent right did i react well to him asking for a game you know to, for 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 him you know asking me to, to to do this with you with him yeah you can you can have like a, a big um level of criticism on how you mm-hmm. acted compared to that specific thing but mostly is you know did he ask for the game did he have expectation yes because usually you react well that's how the, the behavior is actually shaped Yeah. Over multiple instances. Anyway, uh, kind of a uh, big segue from the pod, <laughs> but, but trying, parenting to improve, trying to improve on parenting. Definitely <laughs> inspirational. Feels, <laughs> a, feels like parenting is a hell of a journey, right? Yeah, but it's so fun, man. I, I mean, I, I have three and I want like three more. Oh wow. my God, for yeah, real? I really like that. Damn. I mean, I come from a big family. Um, I, I'm having so much fun just discovering who they are. They're so different, you know, well, each yeah. of them. So it's, it's very cool. I Damn. like it. It's amazing. Yes. So 
As a little reminder, uh, in Wired Souls, we always cover a technology that we find uh, inspiring and interesting, an artist uh, that we discovered, an artist that uses AI, and finally, we have a little debate, so we talk about something that is from the news. Uh, so this week, we want to talk about a technology that is quite impressive. Actually, I, I found this technology. I was like Googling stuff, and I, I found this technology, and I was so impressed. So basically, it's a tool that allows you to transform 2D pictures into 3D Um, basically spaces, environments. I don't even know how to call it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I I just was thinking about it and I was like, it's going to allow so many things. You can just call it the metaverse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, right? Yeah. Okay, this is why I'm about it. <laughs> Obviously, a part of our activities in the metaverse. So that's I got super inspired by that. And I was like, it would be so easy to create yeah. um, spaces in the world with mm -hmm. that. And by the way, words that are inspired by the real world yeah. too. You know, so it's kind of a, It's kind of a big step. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious to have like maybe more of the technical explanation. Um, well, I think it's the, around the product. Yeah, I, I, I used to really like uh, photogrammetry to scan stuff, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, just as like a a workflow, it's super complicated. You know, photogrammetry, you just take a bunch of uh, images from like from like this water bottle or anything, and you can basically rebuild a 3D mesh with the the, the texture information with it. And now, like a uh, nerves are actually neural regions fields it's kind of like the bringing AI into the mix way of, of doing mm -hmm. it and you know it's not even like polygons and vertices it's just so different it's like a volumetric rendering of the same thing and it's just basically way faster I think the mm -hmm. what they told what the Nvidia told is that you can render these these fields in one second yeah so you know I can imagine like uh, this being on, on TikTok or just you know Yeah. Just using it on your phone, like uh, as a fun, a fun tool in your in your pocket. So I think nerves are actually like uh, they're not the same thing as photogrammetry, but yeah. it's what will allow like anyone to to play with it super fast and in a playful manner. So great. Right. Yeah. And this former technology you're talking about, I'm not gonna try to say the name. The <laughs> photogrammetry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, how long uh, would it take with that technology? Man. It can take, I think, hours and oh, a, lo a lot wow. of data, you know, you need... A like lot of data, it's especially super heavy. Uh, yeah, you basically need to shoot like a, you know, I could take a, like an Nikon camera and scan an apartment. You know, I would need like a, I don't know, like a, between 100 and 1,000 images to do to oh, do a good scan. Wow. And that's actually how they do the uh, the virtual tours on the, on the like a immobilier on the virtual tours for to sell houses and to you know mm -hmm. if you want to visit like an Airbnb or something okay. but it's super time consuming and it's not even that accurate you know there's a lot of errors into it mm -hmm. and the actual results of, of nerves it just looks amazing yeah. and it, it reacts to the light how you would how it would in the in the real life so I think in that sense it's it is superior to photogrammetry yeah yeah exactly so um, Interesting fact. So this was uh, kind of uh, put out by Nvidia in uh, March 2022. So a few, uh, a few kind of uh, March 2023. So a few months ago. Um, the way the way it works, actually, from a technical standpoint, I think felt like gave uh, an extremely good kind of explanation. Uh, it's basically instead of going, you know, with like polygonal mesh, uh, which is kind of basically doing small triangles and vectors to kind of represent in a 3D fashion an entire kind of space, which is super long and heavy. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, you know, two of the biggest downside. Uh, Nerf, the way they actually work and, and, and proceed as kind of a, uh, you know, math model. And I, I went through the paper to kind of get, you know, more accustomed to it. Uh, 
but it's basically based on how lights behave, mm-hmm. just like Phil said. And so they're doing like a 5D representation uh, of every point that you see in an image. And you need basically 12 images to have a good render. So it's basically nothing. It's crazy. And so they compare all these images and they map, you know, those five dimensions uh, on the plot. And then based on these dimensions, they can extrapolate towards where the rest is. And this is basically kind of a common theme in, in AI, which is you basically provide data points and you let the model kind of fill in the gaps, right? Uh, and so for this type of representation, kind of going from a 2D image to a 3D representation, the way you actually do it in an efficient and kind of uh, good fast way uh, is actually to start with a very complete mathematical function which is how math behaves and then map a point in a detailed fashion according to that and so the different parameters that actually fall in those equations that actually enable you know to fill the gap in a realistic fashion are the location so what's the spot you know of this point on the picture then there's the angle so they calculate both the angle from the uh, horizontal basis and then a vertical basis i think it's like uh, azimuthal and uh, uh, another kind of word but it's basically two angles you know your angle from the top and your angle from the bottom Uh, and then they take this kind of three parameters which is position angle one angle two and then they map that against um, the color that you see in the image mm-hmm. uh, so I, I would look at you there would be like different shades of colors depending on the angle mm-hmm. uh, at which the picture is taken and then the volumetric density of it uh, which I think is something that has to do with the way light is actually kind of represented in that specific That's area and so with these factors and 12 images you can actually create the entire space that's seeable in that picture. You know, a few things that are very cool, it's, uh, first of all, um, even if there's part of the images that is obstructed, mm-hmm. it can still, you know, understand, right, mm-hmm. what's going on, which with previous method was kind of a, a headache to, to deal yeah. with. Brought a lot of artifacts into the, the yeah. results and janky results. And with the f- photogrammetry, you could not uh, scan uh, reflective surfaces mm. at all. Oh like you need to avoid it at all costs. Even if you're scanning product, you need like a little spray that removes <laughs> all the reflections. <laughs> and with nerves, you can actually scan reflective yeah. surfaces. So that's an o- also another big step. So interesting. So about the use cases for this product, I'm curious to know, we, we touched on the metaverse. How is it going to change the game? Oh man, million! Like, <laughs> we could go for like yeah. a two-hour spot. Yeah, yeah. Like, even for VFX, also like if you need to scan something for you know a set extension or or just you know. Do you want to define VFX? VFX is virtual effects for the movie yeah. industry, and I don't know if you've noticed, but in recent years there's been a lot of movies coming out with <laughs> a lot of VFX. No, it's just crazy to me the amount of movies that's coming out so uh, these years. I think like I don't know six or five or six years ago there wasn't like a Disney Plus. There wasn't. There was only Netflix with Netflix originals starting to mm-hmm. bring big productions into the mix. And then I don't know Apple, Amazon, Sony, Disney. They all they all came and they all started to pour you know billions into the industry. But yeah, back to to VFX. You know, you can actually start to compose footage together, and if you actually have the the positional data of your the camera that you use it mm-hmm. can be like a cinema camera up, up, or your phone you can actually start to mix reality with virtual together mm-hmm. so you could actually scan you could start to, to create portals you can you can do a lot of uh, a lot of fun stuff so um i mean being immersed in a 3d environment when when you think about like the the use case of that there are millions uh, mm. uh i would make a shout out to uh, a huge 
publication and, and report that we've actually uh, written on the metaverse. Yeah. Um, I think it's like a hundred. Hundred or so pages. Yeah, hundred or so pages. Like going deep into it. It's called the Road to Interoperability by Lighthouse. Uh, so you know, if people are curious about kind of specific use case and stuff, like this is definitely one thing to to look at. But as we were prepping, you know, for this pod. Um, there was a few cool ideas that we've written, you know, of projects that could be done using <laughs> this tech. I don't know if, Phil, you want to start with one. I felt like some of them were actually very cool ideas. Yeah, uh, so I did try to think about ideas, like, uh, on my own, and then I went to ChatGPT, and I, <laughs> I trained a, a session to to tell, like, uh, this, this persona that they were, like, the most influential, like, uh, nerf artists or just, you know, virtual reality artists, like, from 100 years like in a hundred years so i told him like let's say in 2150 you're you're the most successful artist living artist because he's still living and you made a x x and x project what are these projects wow it that's a nice way to yeah to it was a fun way terms. and you know it, it brought like a pretty amazing yeah there was some very ideas. cool ones in there do you want to pick one we can yeah, talk about it yeah i'm gonna pick it time portals so that's what ChatGPT said. It says, for this, the artist could create portals in various locations that, when viewed through an AR app, show the same location, but in a different time period. The artist would use historical records and old photographs to recreate the past scenes as accurately as possible using Nerf, letting viewers see how their current location has changed over time. So you could go to a historical landmark, pull out your phone, and see like this building 100 years ago, and maybe uh, like an artistic uh, vision of what it would look like in a hundred years and that works for anything you know from museum you could go wow. to the coliseum that'd be sick yeah yeah that would be insane yeah. <laughs> or 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 okay let's let's, let's <laughs> one of the things you could do which would be great would be you create an app where people upload tons of fi- pictures of them uh, on the app and so when people see you if they scan your face they can actually see you with a scrolling bar and actually see you at the different you know times of your <laughs> so I could see I could be with you scan your face <laughs> and because you have the app I could see like Miguel five years old and then I think that would be actually practical because uh, you know some I was talking to my friends about my my long hair that I had a few <laughs> years ago and I was trying to find pictures and you know I do have some but like as a photographer I'm usually behind the camera so they are kind of hard <laughs> to find and I was like on my iCloud trying to find like the, the image where, where you can see my hairs and you know if I could just or even the, like at the uh at the border when you arrive at the airport yeah. and you have like an old passport, <laughs> the, the guy will just look at you and scroll back five years. Yeah, that's him. We get it. <laughs> All good. All yeah. good. Wow, we're good. So smart. Yeah. Oh, there's a bunch. So okay, yeah. That's it, a pretty cool idea. Yeah, another one. Another one. Another one. It. Let's see. The first one actually, uh, I think was cool. Memory Echoes? Yeah, Memory Echoes, yeah. Uh, it looks it looks like the one you've said. Yeah, that's, that's oh, not creepy, but it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so in this project, the artist collects a series of, of photographs spanning over 100 years from various families. And using nerves, uh, these photos are turned into an immersive three-dimensional walkthrough experience. This public artwork allows people to literally step into the past and walk through their ancestors' lives, creating a deeply personal connection with history. I think that's cool. Uh, I can see like a, a sad nostalgic music <laughs> in the background, you know. Yeah, but it, I think like these are great ideas. I'm just curious to define why nerves yeah. are the, the tech that enables this. Like, is it only the speed? Or yeah, the, the speed is just because you could do it before, but it would be like so mm-hmm. long, so heavy. This like democratizes it. Yeah, yeah. And also the fact that it, it it's bringing photos to another level. So I think yeah. anything that involves 
creativity with photos could be brought to such yeah. a gen- that's gen- that's level. because you need 12 pictures you don't need like mm-hmm. a thousand it's crazy yeah you don't need like a thousand that's interesting there, there's so many cool immersive stuff you mm-hmm. can do once you can start to go from like a 2d to a 3d yeah. environment they actually advertise a couple um use cases so they say you could like capture video conferences uh, uh, in 3D environments and share them with people. You can also like reconstruct scenes from di- 3D digital, digital maps. So just imagine Google Maps <laughs> could be so much better. You know, there is all already an immersive option in Google yeah, Maps, yeah. but just imagine how mm-hmm. so much more smooth it would be mm-hmm. if you bring this technology. You could literally like travel for geospatial you know? or yeah, yeah. I know yeah. Cesium did a Cesium 3D. They did a an amazing plugin for Unreal Engine where you can actually import like yeah, anything from Google Maps into Unreal oh, yeah. and rendering with, with ah, patch racing. So great. Yeah, it, wow. it's great. It's great. It, it looks good, not too 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 close mm-hmm. because it, you know it's still like a mesh information from from Google. It's not that precise. I don't know. I think it's a it's one meter precision, maybe a little bit more mm-hmm. depending on the location. But yeah, I'm just curious if there's a way they can leverage nerves to, to yeah. bring these visuals to I mean, another Google, level. Google, they could do so much, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they had the data. Uh, um, yeah. I, I wanted to say something. Yeah, me too. I wanted to say something. I think we forgot. It might, <laughs> might come in uh, later on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Show. I wanted to say, uh, if you want to try uh, to scan something using nerves, you can download the Luma AI on your, your iPhone. and just uh, It's cloud-based, so... I think you can scan something for free. Oh, this is the app where you could do like, uh, you know, modify your face? No, no, you can just uh, use like nerves, but the uh, cloud base, so you can just pull out your phone and scan like this bottle, or you can scan your office or scan your kid if you want, <laughs> <laughs> put your kid in a meadow or somewhere. That's so cool. So if you want to try it. Yeah. Another use case that I, that I found actually that was super interesting on YouTube, um, I saw some people using that technology to make super cool videos with music in the background. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy, the power of it. So they you just can. take a couple of photos. Let's say it's one guy standing in nature and like they just use the technology to go around him with music. Yeah. And they add some special um. visual effects. So cinematic, so powerful. That's the, like the flyover effect, I think. And in yeah, the, exactly. you can use it in ner- uh, NVIDIA put out a a tool it's called instant nerve so yeah. you don't need to do a bunch of code you don't need to touch a line of code you just download the package and launch the application and when you drop your your images in that uh, you can actually start uh, creating some some uh, some yeah. some keyframes to to animate your camera Let's and it that. gives like the, the super cool flyover effect around yeah. like like models and i saw like a someone on tiktok revisiting an old trend it's a trend where you like you strike a pose yeah. i don't know like you you dance and then you stop and then turn oh. around the outfit, and Dude. I saw like yeah, the, the, the yeah. version, the version with you know just filming with your your cell phone, but also the version with nerves. And the the nerve version is extremely dramatic yeah. and and amazingly good it's looking. Like a drone effect. Yeah, basically. it's like it freezes time and then you can yeah. spin over. I recall that so trend. Powerful. That's so funny. So maybe it's gonna come back with nerves. Yeah. So powerful. We should wow. do one. Yeah. <laughs> we, we should, should do we one. Yeah. Start a new trend. Now let's do one uh, Thursday, uh, the team event. Let's yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. make a few pictures and then a nerf. Uh, totally. Or maybe once we, uh, yeah. once we bring the, the some Bloom collabs uh, into production. Yeah, we, we yeah. can, yeah. We can do that for sure. Talking, okay, cool. Talking about that, maybe just one last question about yeah. that. Um, as a as a newbies and someone who's not too technical, I can find it a bit um, hard to install uh, this software. Yeah, yeah. And find what do you guys have any tips for? Um, people like me well i think uh, youtube youtube i think yeah. fundamental skill is just to learn how to to ask youtube <laughs> your true. questions and google and then about on forums and yeah you can basically 
answer any questions you have on your own in like five minutes. But the the other piece, I guess, is as these things get moved up to the cloud, uh, and you don't have to like download yeah. anything, you can exactly. just like log into to now. Yeah. This this yeah. becomes like a Nvidia Instant Nerf, uh, yeah, exactly for instance. Amazing. Um, so let's talk about the artist of the week. Um, the artist uh, we found is called Azigo Altino. Um, her Instagram is called Sally Ateyu, and she's um, actually pretty new on the platform on Instagram. She <laughs> stuck it Sally Ateyu. Oh, <laughs> Sally at you. I got it. Yeah. So, Sally ate you. Yeah, good, good. Um, yeah, so actually she's pretty new on the platform. She started posting in December 2022. She started posting um, AI-generated content, but as you can see with time, she really found her own style a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. So she started doing hacking um, different things. She hacks CDs, first of, first of all. So she's from Turkey. And uh, she's she hacks a lot Istanbul, the city, but she also hacks a lot of different cities. So basically what she does, she takes photos from famous places in different cities in Europe, and she's going to add some neon, um, inflatable toys, um, very dreamy objects in the middle of the photos, and she's going to basically change the, the whole thing. She calls that the abstract wonderland. Um, lately, she even started doing uh, also Lego, 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 <laughs> Lego, Lego City, <laughs> uh, Lego <laughs> cities, basically where she reimagined cities uh, with Lego. All that using Midjourney. This I always found the hashtag Midjourney on her content, so I'm pretty sure this this is what she uses. And then lately, she started also hacking celebrities. She posted this photo of Kim Kardashian. Yeah, Barbie. Yeah, which is like, super interesting, actually. I <laughs> yeah. was like, I was expecting this. This one is not her most famous post, but I was like, I was surprised because I was like, it's pretty, it's a pretty interesting move. No, to, cool. to, to, yeah, yeah, yeah I think nice. we're going to come back to it also at the, yeah. the end of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what did you guys, uh, what did you guys think uh, of her work? So a few things. Uh, obviously, I really like it. So visually, it's super nice to see. It's super pleasing. Uh, I think there's a few reasons why this is a very interesting project. Uh, so she had like the act, the CD project, right? Uh, which was basically the way she kind of described it, I believe, was she had like, you know, childhood memory from her city. Uh, but the city changed a lot uh, and she felt it was kind of sad, right? And and she wanted to bring back some of the like old light in it in a new kind of fashion, uh, which is how I understood she kind of, you know, explained how she arrived to that idea of hacking the city. Um, and what I like with the notion of hacking a city is kind of multifold. First, regardless of who you are, Uh, or you know what your life conditions are uh, we all have a city we all have our place where we kind of were born or where we grew up this is something everyone can actually relate to we have this place that that is ours and so that as a concept you know modifying that in a dreamy fashion is something that really resonates with people because everyone has that the second part that I found interesting with hacking the city uh, is the notion that Even though we can all come from or be in the same city, we all look at it in a different fashion. Mm -hmm. uh, so first of all, this is a project that taps into everyone because it's a shared thing, this home city. And second, secondly, it's a way to see inside someone's head, you know, what's the filter that you're applying on the world? Because objectively, we all think the same thing. But where do you see the magic? 
I, th- I think I think that was interesting in terms of just like taking a city and using that as a canvas to kind of expand your creativity. So yeah. this I like as a concept. Yeah. I think that's awesome. And I, I think uh, Midjourney really shines or just like the AI generated pictures just because it enables the, the playful uh, collaboration between the AI and the, the artist. I don't think these images would have seen the light if it wasn't for for AI just because it takes way too much time to, to model, to bring into to render engine and or just to draw, you know, it just takes a lot of time. So I think with, with this workflow or this this practice, that's what we're that's what we're starting to see is just people uh, like this artist that just starts to to prompt away and really express mm-hmm. express themselves. Yeah, very interesting too is as as I was mentioning at the beginning, we can see the evolution of her art form. And what's interesting is that even if AI art is very new, right, you can really see that each artist is going to find their own thing, right? They're always going to find their own thing where you can tell just by looking at her feet mm-hmm. that she found herself <laughs> yeah, yeah. hacking the yeah. cities or hacking celebrated things. Yeah. You know, even us, we can tell. Like, yeah, so yeah. It's, no, it's, inter- yeah. it's interesting. So we all have access to the exact same tools, but every time we find an artist, like it's... Super different. Yeah, yeah. I'm also curious to see how these artists are going to maybe bring more business perspective to what they are doing. Um, I think she's already doing it. She's like, she has an exhibit of her art. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Good to see that she was like doing a couple exhibits. So I'm, I'm curious to see because she's a pretty new artist, right? She's, uh, she's she started posting. She's still under December. the radar, right? She yeah. Had, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 5K, yeah, 3.8K. Yeah, so it's like she's a micro-influencer for now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, all these artists popping up right now, how are they going to make uh, a living yeah. uh, out of uh, their, their art form? I'm, I'm super curious. No, exactly. I think I think that's a good point. She should need to do like some projects with some cities to actually yeah. do some of this stuff. Uh, she comes from, I think, her grandparents were architects. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she has like a design background. Textile, yeah. art, yeah. And design. And it does link back to what we're talking about, about parenting. The influence of like parents. That, that, wow. Yeah, mm. I read that Fully. that had a lot of influence on, on her work and on her career. Even though she she's not a, an architect, like it, it did are we entering towards the direction yeah Yeah. one thing I like with with her style and the way she actually presents things is that fun is kind of always there in the picture so she has you know one of these known pictures with a big slide she has another one with like Pokemons on a you know inflatable boat then she has Lego City Uh, so even though our main focus is not showing fun stuff it's showing cities I always, I'm always left with that feeling of, oh man, I would like to be there. It looks <laughs> yeah. so nice. Uh, and the way she obviously plays with lights and colorful tone on a dark yeah. background. Yeah. <coughs> I think that's a team. Like the, the background is always darky, but there is this spark of color and magic. With uh, neon lights. With neon lights, which I really like. It, it, it's really inviting. You want to go there and, and check out what's up. So uh, mm-hmm. there's this... Uh, these places look fun to visit and be in. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe talking about fun could be fun to to build portals with nerves and, you know, you can and actually go, go there. there. Oh yeah. my you God. can actually scan and see. A bit like what the, the installation that was at the, the Miami party for, for Lighthouse. Yeah. 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 Bring out yeah. your phone and you see the artwork yeah, in the, living in the city. Maybe maybe that's a pretty good project to think about. <laughs> right, so I really like this one. Uh, I think she's a great artist. Uh, how did you find her, Mick? Uh, yeah. It's really a great. I was time. I was actually doing some networking for Bloom on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> and like I, I saw that I saw her account, and I was I was just intrigued, 
you know it was not even what i was looking for i was like let me watch that look yeah. at that and then yeah so her work maybe one thing that really striked me um to go back to one of the top the topics that we we actually talked about so many times um already in the podcast but new perspective um taking kim kardashian's um persona and making it a 3d photo how 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 is it yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I think as long as it's clear, uh, I, I mean, I'm in the uh, Elon Musk camp in there. So uh, as long as you specify that it's either a parody or this is like a fake, you yeah. know, image, uh, and you're not trying to make that seen as like someone something new, something something new or, or, or the real her. Yeah. As long as it's implicit that what I'm doing is <laughs> art and, yeah. and this is not yeah. a false representation of someone, uh, I mean, I'm fine. Okay. I'm thinking about like, uh, is that baked into the, the metadata? And let's say like uh, 50 years from now, we live like in a very techy environment. It's like a, basically the metaverse. Let's talk. Uh, let's think about like a Ready Player One type of, of scheme. Yeah. Like, are images without this metadata illegal? And there's like a black market for for images without metadata. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I, I, I think like you're bringing up like a, a good point, which is how in a world where you can't believe what you see to tell you if the content is real or not. How do you know what's real, right? Yeah. I think that's the whole premise behind the WorldCoin project, actually, from like Sam Altman, which wants to like scan your eyeball to uh, basically give you a word ID, which mm -hmm. is you know your provable human identity. And so when you actually need to prove out that you're human and not a bot, you know, in a world where bots and contents are infinite. Uh, you know, how do you ensure like provability and, and uh, you know origin and and, and uh, provenance, right? Uh, <laughs> no, but no, but it's true. Uh, I, 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 and I think Phil, you, you have a right point, right? Um, I, I think there might be a world where uh, we would need this form of guarantee of where this picture originated from. I think most of the content won't have that, obviously. But if you want to prove out something with an image, perhaps you need some yeah. of that. And maybe like the images without metadata just don't make it onto the, the feed or something. No, I don't think so. You I don't, don't think, think so? This would happen, no. Yeah. But maybe they don't make it in court, right? Uh, <laughs> 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 no, but the, the point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before in court, you could have like experts telling you if an image was real or not, or you had like footage always used. Yeah, yeah. And so, so, so maybe you need this becomes, you know. But it would it, it would work actually, like if you can you can't. You can't just post a JPEG if the metadata is not right or something. Yeah, but you won't prevent people from posting JPEGs. I'm just trying to play with the, the idea. With the future. No, I see, I see. Yeah. But, you know, I take a picture of, look, I take a picture of you two guys and then I'm posting it. I mean, yeah. how do I know who you are? Would be are? a good post. <laughs> <laughs> viral. Viral. That's viral content uh, right there. Make a nerf out of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so so yeah, I, I think I'd be fine. Yeah. At the end of the day, uh, Kim and and everyone has the right on how their image is used, yeah. and so she can always ask this image to be kind of taken yeah. down, and yeah. so that's that's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I agree, I agree. I don't think it's nothing new. Like, uh, I mean, exactly. it's obviously it's new in this form, but the same way you're gonna cover a song, right? Or the same way you're gonna, I don't know. <laughs> literally post a photo of a city right you're always using a content that don't belong to you right exactly creativity is reshaping what you see right and what you um, digest so 
Yeah. So talking about um, beautiful pinky <laughs> photos. <laughs> no, seriously. Actually, I was just thinking about it because uh, I have the Instagram under my eyes, and I was like. There are a lot of pink things online right now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it brings us to the next topic, which is uh, Barbie, the new movie, and the advertisement that there was around the, the, um, the whole thing, and of course, how AI impacted it as well. First of all, I don't remember any event having so much covering, like so much um, yeah. advertisement. I actually COVID. COVID-19. <laughs> no, but it feels like it, it, it lit a, a fire, like Barbie's... It's been a while since I heard of the, the yeah, brand. Like right, exactly. bar- when I was younger, there was Barbies were around, and there was a Barbie movies, and yeah. but it was dormant yeah, in some a, way. Marketing, could have false. Genius. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I understand what you say, Miguel. I, I've not seen a brand gain so much rank in the public attention's mind so fast ever. I think in like one campaign or or one launch, and they made you know, a ton of money with it. So some numbers for yeah. people. Uh, 162 million in opening weekend. Biggest movie of the year. Biggest domestic opening ever for a non-superhero film. This is crazy. And and it's also crazy that all movies are superhero movies. But <laughs> <laughs> biggest opening in history for a female director. Congratulations. Barbie saw the biggest opening day of the year on Friday, bringing 70.8 million. 70.8 million. This is a lot of money. Then earned, they earned 356 million, including international sales, according to numbers from Warner Bros. A half a billion dollar. That is, you insane. know, top line increase. And I mean, power of marketing. Power of marketing. <laughs> but then, you know, Barbie just came back in people's mind and heart in such a meaningful way like the sales of the physical toys they're gonna <laughs> explode it's already they're gonna explode it's already profitable i think yeah it's crazy and and they've done like okay so i love this topic how ai is actually gonna help advertising yeah so this is kind of a topic we want to dive into but just let's take like two three minutes again to to think about like this masterpiece that they've done with, with marketing. Mm-hmm. They've done a lot of very cool things and, and it was like a, a joint effort. So the advertising, you know, the cash they spent on advertising across the world was huge. Um, also, you saw the movie, Mig. Like, yeah. Just talk about the movie. How good yeah. was it compared to other movies? Is it worth all the hype? Like, is it... Interesting. Um, so I'm not going to give any spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the movie was... <laughs> <laughs> The movie was surprising in a way that, of course, I went to see Barbie. I didn't necessarily want it to go, but I was like, there is so much advertisement. I'm just going to go. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, to go. Fomo. I have FOMO to go. FOMO out there. I just wanted to know what the hype was about, but it's not the type of movie I'm going to go watch. Um, it was surprising in the way that they brought uh, Barbie, which is a, you know, um, a, a very stereotypical um, character. They brought it to a new level, but obviously we knew they would do that, right? So I think they, they work very hard at surprising you and making sure that you don't know what's going to happen next. And that actually, I was pretty pleased. The whole movie was mostly about the, um, the setup and the visuals. You go there to, you know, see all these visuals that we all obviously all grew up with, right? We also, the different 
uh, Barbies. And I didn't necessarily play with Barbies, but like I would see my cousins or whatever play with Barbies. And uh, and you saw all the different cars, the different Barbie style, whatever. So there are. I think a lot of it is investing on your nostalgia and investing on the memories that it used to be, which is kind of interesting. And I think this is why it's so big. It's because it reminds a lot of memories. And even the movie talks about that. Sorry, spoiler. <laughs> but the movie talks a bit about that, talks about them, uh, the relationship with death, um, because Barbie is, you know, you, you play with it at the early age, but then you stop. Yeah. Um, so it's a beautiful reflection. Um, and yeah, it's much deeper than I was expecting. Do you guys uh, want to watch it now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. I, I think yeah, I think I'll watch it. I think I'll watch it. I, I don't go often to uh, to the theater, um, but it, but it's worth watching. I, I've watched obviously a lot of uh, you know, kids movie, given I have you know kids lately. Um, it's crazy the impact that these movies have oh on like generations. Uh, That's crazy. You know, we were brought up on on Lion King and uh, and this generation of like Disney movies. I mean, they left a mark, uh, and I'm curious to see what type of mark you know will kind of Barbie leave uh, mm. because lots of people obviously saw it. But the most recent movies uh, for kids that I've seen, mm-hmm. I must say, they are you know genius in how emotionally involved they uh, actually make you so I watch mm-hmm. these movies with my kid um, I have one like with Inside in the name Inside uh, Out Inside Out yeah oh it's so good yeah it's just so creative uh, and in, it it brings to the surface you know emotions that uh, that are very true and very deep uh, so it's it's really intense you know m- movies can really shape people I think uh, like every forms of art um, and so I'm curious to see the the way people will be shaped by this movie uh, because they obviously invested, you know, uh, focused a lot on on what type of feeling they wanted to bring, you yeah. know, up. Uh, and also maybe one last point: I don't want this to become kind of a debate, but uh, <laughs> there's a huge kind of uh, censorship effort in the U.S. with specific type of movies mm-hmm. not being well suited up for a specific type of age. There's obviously like a battle that Disney is actually kind of taking. I'm not taking any position here, although I have kind of a strong one. And perhaps it's just I'm not sharing anything just because I think it's a long topic that needs to be discussed. Uh, but it's a very uh, important, I guess, and interesting point in time uh, as we as a society reflect on, on what can people see and not see and when. So, uh, so it's interesting. So much. Like yeah. Movies are a vehicle for like culture shaping. Totally. Uh, movies shape culture. Yeah. Uh, in a meaningful way. Yeah. Uh, and so with this Barbie movie, yeah. you're doing entertainment, but you're doing also like a huge shout to a whole, to the world around where do we stand? Like what, what matters to us? From this point of view, yeah. You're giving, yeah, you're making, th- you're making me think about the Barbie movie even in a more positive way because I think it's great what he's doing. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I will not take a virtual position on this, but like I think it's, it's generally a great message. Um, I'm, I'm also interested. It's also interesting to see all these movies, like they're revisiting all these old stories now, right? And making remakes of movies. I was actually thinking about that when I saw all the advertisement around Barbie. I was like, it's crazy yeah, how yeah, much yeah. <laughs> Fast and Furious <laughs> like we talked about <laughs> a couple one. of episodes about, <laughs> but uh, not this one. But, um, no, but they're switching. Uh, Spider Man. You know, how many Spider Man did we get? 
Yeah, and they're also like remaking movies with different uh, genres being kind of represented, and and some people are going like crazy around it, like uh, being really offended by that. Uh, I think it's an interesting thing to just like witness as a society how people are triggered by these type of things. Um, let's just say you know that I am personally extremely happy to see more diversity on TV. That 100%. everyone needs you know inspiration and 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 heroes to look up to. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, marketing. Yeah, yeah marketing, and uh, basically, yeah. So, as Joe said, we are talking about how AI is influencing um, um, advertisement, and how the. I, I would be curious also to to discuss how you guys are envisioning um, advertisement in the future, um, knowing that this new technology is out. Yeah, I have tons of thoughts. Uh, yeah. I can get started, or yeah. Phil, if you want, if you have ideas, you can get going. Like, uh, yeah, well, maybe. As a starting point, mm -hmm. we could mention like, uh, w why was Barbie uh, like Barbie generated images so good because they exist in the data set? Like, is that true for mm -hmm. movies that don't have a franchise? Yeah, exactly. No, that's a very good point. I think it was Barbie was extremely well suited for this type of initiative because the models were ready, uh, you know, to host that uh, and to create amazing content, you know, based on the the Barbie franchise. So no, I don't think. It's as easy for new franchises to leverage the power of AI in like marketing campaigns. Uh, so maybe talking about like copyright, like what exists in the data set is maybe it's not made for for stealing. It's just made to give you an advantage because these images that are built on top of your your name or your your ideas or your your visual signature, like they can only benefit you in the in the long run. So we we talk a lot about like marketing, especially in the other like Bloom. Uh, podcast, which is uh, you know yeah, iconic brands. brands, where we 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 basically talk about the entire journey of some of the most iconic you know companies in commerce, um, and we talk about marketing a lot because when you have a product, you want people to know about it, and how do you do that, right? And there's been a few ways in that how people are actually advertising and getting known, and today, the biggest way in which you can get known as a brand is by allowing you know user generated content to pop up you know, across the web, uh, across social media platforms. This is content that you're not creating, that your community is creating, you know, around your image. Uh, this is cheap. This spreads like a virus. This uh, has uh, people enga actively engaged into sharing your story versus just passively receiving it. And so driving UGC is extremely important as kind of a business strategy to grow. Um, with advertising, more than with, I don't know if I would say anything else when it comes to like uh, growth, but with advertising specifically, what matters is speed, mm -hmm. speed. Uh, so you have something happening in the world. How fast can you get great content out there to talk about this thing? You know, mm -hmm. Who's gonna have the first breakout uh, with this new trend, right? And, and with Barbie, everyone saw this big movement, cultural movement, Yo, everyone is checking Barbie, it's, it's huge. <laughs> and so everyone started to create content because they wanted to surf on this trend and this wave, not only to gain visibility, but just to participate in the kind of public discourse around it. Uh, and so speed, being able to ship things fast is very important. And, and what is faster than AI to generate a yeah. very cool piece of content? Basically nothing. And so everyone turned to Midjourney and started, you know, prompting away uh, to get like yeah. very cool stuff out. The quantity of... I mean, if Midjourney <laughs> could share some data on Barbie-related queries and prompts over the last three, 
four days. That would Maybe be it's number yeah. one. Maybe it's number yeah. one on prompting. In yeah, and even easier than Mid Journey, they made the the website where you can you can put your face on the the, the, yeah, bar, the, the Barbie, the Barbie uh, <laughs> advertisement or yeah yeah the, the the cover image. Yeah, I think that's also a fun way to to interact with your your peers. Like, oh, have you seen this movie? And then if you have text, you send this mm -hmm. image. Like it's. Uh, It's really fun, I think. Mm. It's not just, uh, you know, like, uh, have you seen this movie or uh, what do you mm -hmm. think about that? You can just send that image that you made and it, it brings a, a lot more fun into the mix. Yeah. I think I should look around, like, who's head of marketing at Barbie? <laughs> Because this yeah. person became a legend overnight. Yeah. Honestly. The Airbnb mentioned, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> How crazy was that? So much money. <laughs> no, I didn't. They basically partnered with Airbnb to build a Barbie house in real life. <laughs> and you can, you can rent it. Maybe you can that, rent it. Maybe that should be our next team trip. <laughs> go to the bar. Oh, go to the bar. <laughs> 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 But like, uh, yeah, basically you can rent it. Okay, so that's so cool. It's so interesting. Yeah. But uh, in general, I'm, I'm also like one thing that I, I found in my research that I, that wow. I found interesting is that there is already so much. Um, yeah, that's great. There are already so much um, of uh, advertisement that is based on AI with machine learning, right? So uh, yeah, well, just what's what's being fed to you, right? Exactly. So it's interesting that you know I was listening to a podcast and they were saying, um, yeah, but AI is already in advertisement, and but they were saying it, the reason why it's already there it's because it's actually super well suited for advertisement because um, how crazy it's going to be when we will be able to basically get a personalized photo. Um, to market a product, but only for you. Like, Joe, you would get your own. Fel, you would get your own. Yeah. Because, like, making a photo, making photo of a product, for example, with different backgrounds is going to be so easy and it's going to be so much more accessible than it was in the Yeah, past. there's a huge trend toward, like, personalization. AI, totally. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right in your broader comment, which is when you think about AI and advertising, we kind of focus on the gen AI aspect of it, but AI is everywhere. It's in the feed that you get. Uh, it's how you optimize your kind of uh, SRM campaigns. You can you, there's like so many ways in which you can use AI to better advertise. Yeah, yeah. personalization. All yeah. These kind of By the way, personalization. I know that you know with all the privacy worries that there is currently. Do you think that at some point, making targeted personalized targeted content is going to become limited because of privacy reasons? Uh, look i think it's already started uh, this is kind of a broader topic but uh i mean just for recommendation and cookie and and all these kind of things there has been like a huge move away from third-party cookies uh a, a turning point in the industry was the ios 14 update on apple uh by, by apple um so there's I think you could realistically expect third-party cookies to be a thing of the past, you know, over this decade for sure. Uh, and uh, and it's hard for brands to advertise in a cost-efficient way now. Mm -hmm. uh, so you've seen a lot. This is again topic we discuss all the time on iconic brands, but you see a lot of direct-to-consumer brands that were heavily relying on being able to target people well with ads actually uh, suffer a lot from the lack of. Uh, tracking capabilities today on the web so you're just less efficient with your ad spend uh, and then you need economics just become much harder to kind of actually uh, deal well with uh, deal well with uh, so yeah there's a move towards more privacy uh, and, and and less tracking especially you know obviously online which I think is right it's a good thing as a you know consumer of the internet I'm happy about that uh, it's a this is why you need to be creative with advertising today because throwing dollar to target people now is not as lucrative and easy as it used to be 
And uh, yeah, um, I think another point I wanted to say with Gen AI and, and, and advertising and with Barbie, um, we, we talk about that a lot, but it's fast to create content. And what you can actually do is do A, B, C, D, all the way to Z testing because you can generate like, you know, 100 images and then you see what sticks and then you can start to narrow down your efforts on the type of content that sticks the most, right? Yeah, and, and, and you know, one last thing I'd like to say with advertising and, and, and Gen AI more specifically, it's it's a great way to do A, B, C, D, all the way to Z, like testing. You basically throw out 50 different pieces of content, you see what sticks, then you refocus on that to see what sticks within that kind of subset. And so in marketing, it's all about optimization uh, and advertising. So you go out with a campaign, you tweak, you tweak, you tweak until you have like the biggest, you know, return on ad spend. Uh, with AI, you can actually do a lot of experimentation and then reduce the risk um, you take up front by having more data point on what sticks. And then you can actually start to go outside of AI generated content to create like real and, and, and you know, more um sustain and detailed campaigns, but only for the areas that you've already previously vetted with the lowest cost kind of testing method, which is kind of AI generated content. So it's a great way to see where to actually focus and, and you know, uh, double down. Amazing. Great. AI everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. That, it, was, it was a great part. I think we, we made loops that we didn't plan. So we started it like family, family having yeah. an entrance on you, which funneled <laughs> down into the artist and the artist posted something about Barbie, which funneled down. To I, I, like, I, I love that. I feel like, uh, especially this episode, I think it, it always happens to, to us for, with yeah. Wired Souls and it always works with, with segues and it's always a mix of the three things we wanted to talk about and like one or two other things that slides in, into yeah, there. I, I think it was episode three or four we went into like a philosophical bubble about oh my god <laughs> yeah. so many of them that believe me I'm editing them <laughs> <laughs> when we uh, when we said uh, uh, is the internet saved oh my god yeah, yeah. Heard, which is which it is not so if earth collapses no proof no proof no proof I love that yeah anyways thank you so much guys uh, for this episode it was a lot of fun <laughs> I'm excited for the next one. Thank you for watching or listening. Uh, we're actually available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, I'm kidding, <laughs> Apple Podcast, uh, and a lot of different He's platforms. He's doing his own personal program. <laughs> 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 on Apple Music at Miguel. <laughs> uh, no, but we're available on a lot of different platforms. So if you prefer watching, you can watch it on YouTube as well. Um, and follow us on TikTok and Instagram. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Have a good day, everyone.